previously on Huzzah. Our heroes finally recovered the crown of the High King, and now return it back to Treestone, where hopefully they will receive news of the missing Archdruid. about D&D Beyond the Rules. We hope to entertain veteran players, to introduce new players to the game, and talk about everything involved in D&D besides the rules and the dice. Uh, thanks so much for being here. We really hope you like the show. And I'm Jeff. And this is the lovely Erin, also known as Lady Nerdbird. She is our magnificent guest today. We actually know her from college, so, I mean, not too long ago, but kind of a while ago. <laughs> anyway, that's Erin. Hello. So. Sorry, totally kind of <laughs> Yeah. I was... oh, I'll get better at being a podcast host. We're, all, we're, we're only halfway through the season. One day I'll understand. It is only the fifth episode, to be honest. True. So, yeah, we've got a while to go. Anyway, so today we wanted to talk about um, playing D&D remotely, yes. which Erin does. She has an excellent Twitch... Is it a Twitch cast? It's not a Twitch podcast. Uh, no, it's just a Twitch stream that Twitch stream. Uh, we do We do regularly. We actually started doing it initially just to help with our recaps. Because oh. so, uh, we only play about every three weeks mm-hmm. um, just because of everybody's schedules. Yep. And that was a good way for us to go and review it, but I just keep doing it because it's really fun. Sweet. I have actually put it on in the background while I'm doing other things at my computer just to listen along because I'm like, hey, I kind of want to hear how other groups are approaching either adventures I'm either prepping or I've done before. So, And it's nice to hear people who are not getting paid millions of dollars to do it. Because <laughs> oh so, I, I feel like some of those can be overproduced. So it's nice to see just regular players. So, But no, um, I have... Uh, I've only played in two actual sessions that have been remote, so I'm very new to the topic of, of remote D&D and the challenges that it presents. I'm just so used to being around a table with everybody, but that also presents scheduling problems too, so that's why we wanted to have you on and talk about the pros and cons of playing D&D uh, when you, getting around the table is impossible. So uh, one of the main reasons that we play remotely is because uh, half of our party, including our DM, is located in Atlanta, Georgia, and the other half is somewhere in Florida. Uh, I just know it's somewhere south, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit a bit of a drive. Mm. So uh, we do play remotely so that we can have people from different areas in the world playing together. Um, we actually, we had 
somebody who went into military service as well. Oh, wow. Uh, and he was able to, when, when he got access to the internet again, um, uh-huh. was actually able to continue into the campaign with us. How so, cool. Yeah. You mean you don't want to drive eight hours, though, like every three weeks to Uh, play D&D? So uh, that is one of the drawbacks, actually, is occasionally we'll have technical problems or internet outages. Oh, no. So we did encourage one of our members who had his uh, internet cable cut. Oh. uh, Apparently a bad... He's on the HOA board, and some of his... uh, Neighbors were not happy with some oh, of their decisions. No. And the they drama. Actually, they, oh, it was it was bad. Uh, but we encouraged him to drive up here, and for some reason he declined. We're not quite sure what? why. Not committed enough, right? Ah, scrub. <laughs> so, um, it just uh, to kind of give people an understanding of how it works. Uh, obviously, you have to have internet connection. Otherwise, you're doing it over phone, which is going to just be horrible. So. I don't even know how that would work. I mean... Over a phone, sorry. I mean, I assume you could do a party line. That would be the only way I could think of. But what kind of tools are you guys using that makes it easier? Sure. So uh, I am unfortunately a bit of a uh, Kickstarter fiend. Uh, I I try to avoid looking at it because I lose a lot of money somehow. Um, But I do, however, find very cool things on it. And one of the things that I found out was about Fantasy Grounds. Mm. Uh, Fantasy Grounds is our main platform that we use, and I happened to introduce it to uh, somebody that I had already played in D&D, White Wolf, and Star Wars campaigns with, uh, who is my my current and favorite DM, Uh, and he thought it was fantastic, and he introduced that to his friends in Florida because they were just doing like Skype phone calls to try and do this. Um, and he had already started digitizing his D&D games. What he did, uh, we worked in um, a software program that was largely based on Excel. So he was very familiar with it. And he had started creating things for like initiative tracking, um, basic like hit points, spell slots, things Sweet. like that. Um, and he really liked the fact that it kind of took out some of the minutia of and like streamlined the fighting process. Oh. Um, and so he was already kind of gung-ho about any sort of um, program that would help with the storytelling process. Mm-hmm. Um, so I introduced him to Fantasy Grounds, which um, Roll20 is kind of like a free version of that, and he had heard uh. of that before. Um, what's neat about Fantasy Grounds is that it has all of the rule sets in it. It already has all of the monsters and everything in it. What? Um, so I don't get to see all of the back-end stuff, but he tells me it's great for like if they do random encounters, he can pick you know, how many mobs he wants, set their levels, and it just generates things for him automatically. So he doesn't have to worry about that. Oh, that's nice. Um, And it creates a, uh, so it depends. We are currently playing a campaign, um, which is uh, Princes of the Apocalypse. Uh, It's the elemental evil, I think, something like that. Um, But uh, you can actually install these... um, can't remember what they're called but basically the entire system oh. um, into it so it has all of the different maps and everything you can do like a fog of war so yeah. only uh what the players can actually see are available to the players while the dm sees everything wow. um, it has all of the rules in it uh character creation is a snap like we you know we actually write everything down on paper first mm-hmm. when we're creating our characters mm. um, but you can very easily um, generate the character sheet into the system and every time you level you can actually go to one of the books and grab that character class drop it on your sheet and it adds that level oh, to your character what? so it automatically sweet. adjusts hit points 
Um, you do have to go in um, like, for, so I play a sorcerer, mm-hmm. so I have to pick my spells and I will actually go in, find whatever spell that I want, click it, drag it onto my character sheet and it adds all of the different actions and everything. Um, so when we're actually in combat, I can select who I'm attacking and roll to hit, roll damage, and it'll automatically apply these things. So it takes out a lot of the uh, kind of more tedious parts. Like mm-hmm. I know some people enjoy that part, right? Uh, but it, it, it allows us to flow with the story a bit better. D&D for the modern age. Yes. What? Yeah. Yep. I know I've gotten bogged down more than once in like... What do I roll? Like, I, I now know that it's like a d20 normally, and then there's some sort of damage. But anyway, yeah, I've totally gotten bogged down before. And like, um, all right, so I rolled the d20. It's this, but then you got to go find your modifier. And mm-hmm. then you got to figure out what kind of damage dice you're rolling. And then you got to mm-hmm. add that up. And you got to add the modifiers to that. So that sounds, much, as you said, much more streamlined. Yeah, it, it definitely takes a lot of that guesswork out. And um, they allow for customized rules as well. Hmm. Uh, you can also create your own sort of damage things. We have a monk who... I don't understand his character at all, but he has created some like buttons and stuff that he can use that allows him to roll his key points and oh, yeah. all mm. the flurry of blows and I don't know all that stuff, but all it, those things. he he was able to create his own um, customizable buttons for his character to do the things that he wants it to do. So there's that availability, which is really nice as well. Very cool. Yeah, the flexibility seems really good. Mm-hmm. And you were saying, so it's like kind of roll 20, but you've paid for it and so it's got a little bit more yeah so it 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 does cost um we all kind of chipped in and i think it's it's been a while now since we've done this uh but i believe our dm bought like so many accounts um for his so he would just give us like the install code Mm -hmm. and we would just kind of be in that same system with him Mm -hmm. um we do use uh, again because kickstarter fiend mm-hmm. um we do use a couple of other things so we use discord um in conjunction with something called sirenscape uh sirenscape is this awesome system for sound effects background noises because um, i very much like the ambiance uh-huh. um and i like getting to uh implement that whenever possible like i would play background music before but now our dm can customize that a lot he has like sound effects for different spells and Dude. stuff uh, so we use Discord in conjunction with that to actually play the sounds, but Sirenscape's apparently going to be um, phasing that out, so we don't even have to do that anymore. But oh. So we do have like background noises and sound effects, too. What? That's yeah, so that's, cool. It's pretty cool. That's cool. Um, so one of the things that I liked about the, being at the table with everybody is I can get visual cues when somebody wants to have a moment or do something. I know, okay, let me back off. How's that handled when you're doing it remotely? You don't necessarily can't see everybody. And mm-hmm. you can't get that same visual cue of, I'm going to do something really cool. Or they can't just like tap you on the shoulder and say, let me, let me handle it. So there, there has to be some way to keep it from everybody talking all at once and saying, I'm going to do this. So we use, uh, we also use Google Hangouts. Um, So we have visuals of everybody. uh, So we can actually see them. Um, I know my DM, so he's a very animated type of individual and he, he likes doing the voices and like, uh, uh, he, there's an example he gave where he had like these shiny things on the desk and he wanted to be like, I know you are distracted by these shiny things, (laughs) but he couldn't. Um, So it does occasionally... Uh, get to be a little bit of a hindrance mm-hmm. um, but we do get to see each other's facial expressions and then so for example um, my DM and I like to work to make the plot line uh, more smooth and well driven mm-hmm. so there was a circumstance in which one of our party members was stuck in a fey realm 
um, and my character has a background of planar travel. And so I had just acquired the spell Blink, and he was like, I need you to use this spell during this battle. And um, what, so in Fantasy Grounds, it has like a private like whisper message system. So anytime like I want to do something like for the story, or if I want to tell one of the other player player characters, uh, we can whisper that person and send them like a private message. Um, So we can still kind of do like the passing the note under the table sort of thing. Um, So we have that availability and, but as you said, the facial cues are a little bit limited. Mm. Um, So that is a little bit of a drawback, but with the video chat capabilities, it does give us at least some semblance of it. Very nice. Uh, Well, I don't know, but like my only experience with, um, remote play mm-hmm. was actually like, so we had, uh, it was a long-term, not session, I'm sorry, a long-term campaign. So we had a long-term campaign going and one of our party members was out for this, basically for the summer. She was like away for a job and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we still want to be able to play. And so she's like, you know, it's okay. I'll just remote in. And I felt really badly because we like, we loved <coughs> having her still there. It's like, oh, she can remote in. Yay. But we tended to like forget she was there because we didn't, we, we actually pretty much just had her like on uh, on a phone sitting on the table and so we couldn't see her and so it's like oh we totally forgot have you do you find it's better like if you're playing remote for everybody to be remote or have you ever tried kind of a hybrid I have done a couple of hybrid things um when it was an in-person game uh I think it would have been easier if we had had video chat capabilities as opposed to we just did it on the phone line as well Mm -hmm. um thankfully that player was very vocal (laughs) so they didn't let themselves be forgotten but I could see how that could happen um I would say if you are going to do kind of like a hybrid thing like that um possibly having a digital map for everybody to refer to Mm -hmm. uh, would be a a good way to do that so that way with the people that are there locally you can have everybody you know looking at one screen perhaps Mm -hmm. um but that way whoever is remoting in will be able to kind of see the same things uh we have when so one of the drawbacks is again technical problems so if somebody's computer has a glitch or Mm -hmm. there's something wrong with the internet um we have done it where uh, one of our people has had to call in um, and it's a lot more difficult because you have to try and describe what the map looks Mm -hmm. like, where the monsters are. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just, it gets, it's more frustrating than anything else, Mm -hmm. um, at least in my experience. So uh, that would probably be, um, if you're going to try and do a hybrid, I would definitely encourage you to have some sort of digital representation of the map and terrain mm-hmm. um if 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 that's what's important to your campaign at that moment i know sometimes you don't don't have as many fights or whatever mm-hmm. going on so it's not as essential um so it kind of also depends what type of campaign and where you are in that storyline right um if you're having mostly like a role play um like game session then it's not as big of a deal mm-hmm. uh but um so digital representation and also if you have video chat capability um, I would encourage you to do that as well because those visual expressions um, can really be key um, to just having your PC interactions um, have a sort of authentic feel to them right. um, and really kind of keeping that person included in the game. Cool. Yeah, we, we never thought of that. I bet the digital map would have helped a lot. Poor Alicia. I was saying, <laughs> I, I've done it once where I, well, I've done one on Roll20 and I've done it once where it was I was just dialed in where I was the remote player and they were had a... Because I was supposed to be a surprise guest. My character was supposed to be kind of a guest. Oh. And so, because it was a party that my character had formerly adventured with, but we got split up because I was 
trapped in Barovia, but they were using a massive spell to bring me over for like three days. And I didn't know that one was remote. Yeah, I, uh, oh. I did it from uh, from my desk at home. And so I just dialed in on Discord and all he did was put pictures of the map on the, on, up in Discord so I could at least see it. And I was like, okay, I kind of know what I'm doing, but... It was still, I, I missed the experience of being able to interact with the map at all. So it's like, I can't move my piece around or anything. So it was, it was still, there was still something missing. Yeah. I think I, I do like a game to be either like entirely remote or entirely, I, I just haven't done very well with hybrid games, but especially with all the tools that you talked about, it sounds like remote could be even more enhanced really. Well, I was going to say, if you have a lot of people, like you said, if you have players you really want to get together with, but they just, it's just the logistics aren't possible. I think technology's finally caught up with us and made mm. it so you can do that. But, um, so did you have anything like, so as you kind of went along and got more experience in the remote gaming, did you have anything you sort of wish you'd known when you started? That is an excellent question. Uh, the only thing that I kind of wish is that there was an entire integrated system. At this point, we're kind of um, hodgepodging a bunch of different systems together. Mm -hmm. um, and for the most part, they work pretty well. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like it's it's been pretty smooth. It's definitely been a growing experience because uh, like we do have you know, to do like updates and things like that. Mm -hmm. So making sure that people know that they have to update before oh. the game. So usually at this point, our DM's really good about sending us a text reminder either the night before or the morning before. Um, and just like, hey, there's an update. Please update this so that we can get started on time sort of thing. Um, but I feel like that's just like a digital version of somebody running late to a game. For sure. So it's it has its own problems, but I don't I don't feel like it's any more mm, like there are no more growing pains to it than there are with playing with people right. in person. Uh, I would have bought more wine at the beginning if yeah. I had realized <laughs> I, I don't have to drive anywhere afterwards, so I can drink as much as I want. Ah. Uh, but uh, a plus, to be sure. Yes. yes. <laughs> right. Love it. Did you have anything that we haven't really addressed that you would like to talk about? Um, Sorry, no, on the spot. no, no, uh, no. I I have really enjoyed it. Like I do like getting to get together because it's more of like an event. Then um, you know you guys can get pizza. Mm. You can make it kind of a like a thing. <laughs> um, but uh, especially in my more senior years, uh, it's been really convenient because um, I don't have to worry about driving a couple of hours to get to somebody's house and being mm -hmm. out even later. Um, I mean, I would wear my pajamas over to my friend's house anyways, but I definitely always wear them when, <laughs> when we're gaming. Um, as mentioned, wine is a very nice touch. I, I don't have to worry about having an assigned DD to get there me home. Right. Um, and, it, and it is super convenient. So um, uh, half of our players have kids, mm -hmm. and that way they can be home with their kids. Nice. Um, so, you know, like their wife or whoever is, you know, mostly keeping an eye on them. But if something comes up, they can just be like, hey, I'll be right back. Right. And it's not like a, they have to leave and go home. So it allows for a bit more flexibility. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they're, they're constantly working to improve these systems and everything. So... I, I definitely enjoy the experience of getting to play with people and I would never want to do away with that completely, mm -hmm. but it's afforded us a lot of opportunities that we wouldn't have otherwise had to be able to game with each other. Right. Um, so I think, I think it's a really cool uh, way to be able to still experience D and D 
um, kind of take some of the more uh, headachey pieces out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people like those, so and we do have our, our stereotypical rules, lawyers, that we still get oh, into yeah. arguments about that. So that hasn't gone away completely. Um, the only thing that I think is probably the biggest drawback is if you have a bad die, you can't put it in timeout. Oh, you no! cannot punish the die. Oh, uh, that's right. The dice are all digital now. Yes. Oh. So oh. The, the, the only way that we can kind of punish the dice is uh, we you can change the color. Uh, so ah, we're just do like it. exactly. Yeah, so. That's that's fun. Otherwise, yeah, it's it's been a really good experience. I enjoy it a lot, um, and I would definitely encourage people to try it out. Yeah, For so sure. there 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 you have it. If you can't get to a, a game store, or you just don't have friends in the area, you can always try a remote game. Yeah, it sounds like for me the most important part is the people, like you say, and it sounds like that um, allows you to be even more flexible with the people you play with, the people you get to hang out with. So overall, just a very lovely thing. Yep. Sounds good. So I think we'll we'll break here, and then we'll prepare to play our own little game. And break. So we need some ground rules. Arachnophobia. You can pick anything that has four legs or less. How's that? Okay, we can okay. do that. <laughs> do that. Was, I've also got a pretty cool wolf. Well, that uh, okay, okay. To be fair, she did it to get out of the webbing yeah, that, that, was really that the you guys were trapped. I, like, I guess that's okay. Because I was like spiders and I've been spider webbing and maybe that, like I was thinking it would help me get out easier. It actually didn't really help all right. anything at all. You guys are, it is it is late evening at this point. You guys have finally returned back to the village of Tristo. Ooh, bearing uh, the, the crown. Bearing the crown. Um, so it's up to you guys what you guys want to do with it. Uh, how's the town set up again? I don't remember. Oh, well, I haven't given you a general layout. I've just given you key locations. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's got the college is this focal point of this town, and it kind of sits on top of a hill, and the village is kind of around it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's markets, there's taverns, there's the sheriff's office, which you've been to numerous times at this point. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's where you were, you know, I assume that's where you were going to go back to. Yeah, I guess the sheriff's office, bearing the victorious, (laughs) the victoriousness of our victory. I don't know, something like that. Yes. What are we doing with this crown again? Well, you were told to retrieve it by the captain who was in the sheriff's office last time you saw her. Oh, yeah. Well, so the, the crown is an essential part of oh. the ceremony that's supposed to happen later to pick the next king, king or queen. Or queen. Um, yes, and it went missing along with an important archdruid who has to do the crowning, as I understand it. Yes. yes. <clears throat> so we have found the crown. Archdruid is still missing, and the last place we saw the guy who wanted us to get the crown was at the sheriff's office. Okay. So, how do you feel about the sheriff's office? I, that sounds like a logical place to go. Okay, sheriff's right. office. To the sheriff's office. Okay, it's a lot less chaotic than the last time you came here. There's no longer a mob outside the door. Okay. Actually, the streets seem very quiet. Like, too quiet? Well, it's, it's, it's more like, well, compared to what you saw last time, yes, it is very much more quiet. Um, but it's, it's at the same time, you're just like, oh, maybe people decided to go home for the day. You know, it's, it is getting that point in the evening. So, Do the staff of the sheriff's office look just like wrung out? Have they been running around all day after people? Who well, you, once again, it is, it is still got... Yeah, you go in, you see the lonely little receptionist that was there oh. trying to manage everything. Yeah, it definitely looks like he's ready for a, 
a, a stiff drink. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> um, but he sees you and he recognizes you and he just kind of points to the office. And <laughs> he doesn't to, even care anymore. He, like, he just got that weirdly like, you know where it is. I'm not going to, you know. Oh. <laughs> All right. So so behind the counter to the back office. Okay. You see your your, your, your friend, the sheriff, and this the guard captain. They're still in discussions, but they see you and they look up and they go, you have returned. And I would like to hold out the bag and I'd be like, the crown. Okay. They, the uh, crown is in a bag. <laughs> the crown is in a bag. <clears throat> uh, right. Yes. Uh, did you encounter any problems? Yes. Care to elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> well, there were a lot of bad guys. Ian and did some cool stuff. I helped a little bit. And then there are more bad guys. And then we ran into the, the head bad guy, who's actually a lady. Ladies. Uh, <laughs> an elf lady. And uh, she was like, well, take the crown and go. And what, an elf lady? Yes. And you describe her for me? She had pointy ears. <laughs> exactly. It, it, your, 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 lack, <laughs> your, your, your keen sense of observation is noted. <laughs> I would give a general... I don't remember. Okay, so, so like, yeah, you, you describe her. Her eyes get a little wider, and she goes... Wait, her who? Wait, who the, her? the captain. The captain's are her? Yes. I have oh, missed I, that I will smile charmingly at her. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that detail this whole time. Yes, okay, now uh, I know. She, 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 her eyes widen just a little bit, and she goes... It sounds like you're describing a drow. Yes. This should have been the first words out of your mouth. Bury the lead, I guess. <laughs> I haven't been to college yet. I don't know how to, how to structure stories appropriately. <laughs> you see her look over the sheriff and say, this could be a bigger problem than we originally thought. Oh, dear. So they take the crown and she examines it and she goes, did you guys check this? We did. We examined it for Arcana stuff and there was like definitely magicness happening and Ian and thought it looked appropriately noble, so we went with it. You should have somebody else look at this. Well, do you have suggestions? I do know that there are several members of the, uh, the Druid Council at uh, one of the local taverns. They might be able to assist you because this is not good magic. Ugh, man. Like they put a curse on the crown? Or? Essentially, it's, it's like a curse. Well, well, how do you know that? Can't you do the Arcana stuff? Yeah, I don't say? know how to dis. I don't know how to do remove it. Oh, mm. <laughs> I just know that it's bad. Okay, I uh, suppose we could go get somebody else to look at it then. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just Ian in's course at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm cheerleader now. Mm-hmm. Are we cheerleading? No, like you know, like the Greek chorus. Like they always had somebody uh, in the uh, background. They were like. Oh, yeah. No. Okay, so um, they give you directions to the the tavern where uh, at least several of the Druid Council uh, frequents. I take the crown bag back. I'm a little bit miffed, but we go. Yeah. Right? You, we head that you, way? You, yeah, we, we, you, we yeah. should have done better on your Arcana check. I'm sorry. That's, that's, well, you, you get good. Get good. <laughs> I appreciate that very constructive criticism. Thanks, Cap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you you, you uh, come up to uh, you're 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 in a very nice area of town. This is this is highbrow. In and feels at home here. Mm. He's walking mm, a little indeed. bit, a little bit whole, a little bit, a little bit more pep in his step. He he feels a little more at home. 
uh, you come up to a very nice tavern, very well kept. You know, it's got the little the little flowers in the window seals. It's painted up very nice. Mm. This is this is this is designed for dignitaries and nobles. Fancy, uh, a fancy tavern. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So you open it up. There's there's a little lively music. It's very well lit. The patrons here are, are are dressed very nicely, and you can see that they are not eating. Uh, just common food. They're eating yeah, exquisite treats. Uh, you see a lot of multi races here. There are, there are some half. There are some orcs. There are some uh, dwarves. Um, but these are not the drunken dwarves. These are noble dwarves. Uh, noble dwarves. They're, they're they're finely. Their hair is finely kept. They're in nice robes. And off in the corner, you see uh, you see a female elf with a with a group of gnomes, and they are they are having a chat. And you recognize well, Ian recognizes her as a it's one of the druid council. And, Ooh, and extra just, fancy. So you know she's very well dressed. The gnomes they're they're having. You can tell that this is a diplomatic kind of meeting that they are having. Can can we eavesdrop on that? <laughs> yeah, totally. Eavesdrop. I want to try and get like a table nearby and just like eavesdrop on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if this being a dignitary type establishment, if there's any sort of like free food and beverage available, there is no free food damn. here. This Sorry. is this is this is not that kind of establishment. Excuse me. Everything language. here, you um, you 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 are you are taken to a table and. You, you are you are given menus. Well, I thought maybe like you know with the like it was a sort of reception or something. You know how they always have like oh, no. trays this, of this, drinks and stuff circulating. Remember this this town lives for these these ceremonies because all the foreign dignitaries come into town and this is when they make a lot of money. They are mm. here to this this establishment counts on this to make a lot of money. Okay, well, being a college student, I would like to see whatever is cheapest on this menu. <laughs> An they almost do, college student. I was to say they they have a couple. Uh, there's some salads and some 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 light ale that you can afford, you know. But yeah, everything else is. This is a very fine establishment. You can oh, tell. Do they, I they, have money? Do I'm I have pretty money? sure you do. Mm. I think you're supposed to be pretty wealthy. It's okay. I've got you covered. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate so, the backup in the sheriff's office. Oh, no, thanks. <laughs> as you. As you you, 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 this um, makes Alora happy because she's felt like Ian and hasn't really liked her at all up at this point. It's like, oh, he's like so, being supportive and stuff. It's <laughs> so nice. So, um, hold on. Just pull something. Okay, so yeah, I want to eavesdrop on uh, Drew a chick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so just... I will do my best to sort of cock my point. Yeah, just go ahead and uh, give me a perception roll there, Ian. And... See what much you can uh, you can hear. Eight. Okay. <laughs> a very respectable eight. Well, they they are they are this the little bits you can gather based on some of the names you're picking up. You understand that they are uh, from the gnome capital city. Okay. And that they are here um, just because uh, the gnomes do have a representative on the council, <coughs> and that that one uh, she will be retiring. In the near future, so they're discussing a potential candidates for a replacement. On the the Druid Council. Yes. Okay. So you can tell that they're 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 doing what normal lobbyists would do. They're saying we want you to endorse this person mm. 
mm-hmm. for our for our next. Yes. And this this elf does not seem very keen on it. She looks like she's not really kind of the one that's gonna take a bribe or anything, but she's willing to hear them out just to keep diplomatic relations. Uh-huh. So. Mm. So do do we know this elf in particular? Like we just know she's on the council. Well, or uh, you've gotten her. Was this the person that was recommended to? This was, look you at were the just crown? told to come oh, here right. and find a druid council member because they would be the ones. You know, they're all they. All of them are supportive of this. They don't want anything bad to happen. This is bad luck for the college if something was if this crown was something bad was to happen to this crown. So, mm. um, but this is a. Uh, but ultimately, we need to find this high priest dude as well, right? Eventually, yeah. High but, but right now, the crown is a very key point, too. So. Okay. Uh, Elwyn is her name. Elwyn. Is she the only member of the council that we see in here? Currently, yes. Okay. Ah. Uh, well, ultimately, who, who are we getting the crown for? Well, for the future king or queen. <laughs> but at this point, who's seeking it? Uh, well, the the... Who are we trying to return it to? Well, yeah. the captain of the guard who sent you here to get the the, the curse lifted. So we're bringing it back to the captain, but it's, she's like, eh, I need you to polish it first sort of thing? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Okay. She's, she, remember, she's, she yeah. is literally the highest position of the guard of the guards. Okay. Uh, she reports directly to the current king. Did she give us any sort of paper, like... So, so we have the crown, brought it back to her. The, She's the, like, this probably has some sort of curse thing. Go find someone to take care of that. Did she uh, give us any... Pretty much, of... she authenticated that it is the right crown. Right. So the crown is kind of your... So it doesn't say made in China on it. No, it does not say made in China. This was handcrafted by the finest elf blacksmiths. Okay. Uh, hmm... So what do you what do you think? Should we should we try to break up her, her meeting? So does that... it sound like they might be coming to a close anytime soon? No, this yeah. is these gnomes are whining and dining her, and they are they have ordered the you can tell they've ordered a lot off this menu. They're going to be here a minute. Hmm. You're you're noble. Do you know any like <laughs> polite ways to just kind of like skate in there and be like, hey man, we need need you to do a favor. Uh. Nope, but I'm gonna try. <laughs> okay. All right. I so, I'm gonna. Do I have? I have a great sword and stuff. I guess I'm gonna just gonna like lean it against the table and like, kind of puff up my chest there a little bit, and I'm gonna walk over and be like, "Excuse me, Lady El- Elwin. Is that right? Yeah. Excuse me, Lady Elwin. I I am. Uh, I've been introduced from the captain and says that you are one of the most noble women in the Druid Council, and I beseech you to help me with this problem that has arisen. I love it. I love it. And she, you can see eyes you up and down. And is it is it the, the up and down, like, you know, when you see someone real cute and you're like, hmm, like you're No, gonna, it's the more of the, uh, who the heck are you uh. up and down? Like, she, she and then she, she catches your, the crest on your armor. She recognizes your family's name. But she, she also knows that you're not the most influential of nobles. <laughs> oh. So she's, she goes, who are you again? Uh, my name is Ianin, my lady. <laughs> and there, there is a problem that I am attempting to assist the captain with. And she recommends that I come and seek you and your aid. And, Excellent. And you can tell she really just kind of wants you to go away. She's giving you that motion. But she's like, what problem requires the assistance of the council uh the the does it, is it common knowledge that the crown is missing 
Uh, no, well, they've definitely tried to keep it under wraps, but there's been so much going on in town with, with all kinds of bad stuff. So the, ooh, ooh, the, ca- the guards have been going all over. She has probably doesn't know that it's gone missing. Can I step in real quick? Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I would like to step up to the table at this moment, doing my best to look respectable, <laughs> because I am a student, an almost student from very far and rural away. Rural, wait, far away and rural, whatever. You know what I'm saying. From the <clears throat> and, boonies. Yeah, the boonies. So I'd like to step up and I would like to present the bag. I don't open it. I just present the bag and I'm like, uh, we have the problem in here, milady. It needs some uh, very expert treatment. We were told that you, you, milady, were the ex- very expert that we needed. Okay, so at this point, she's she she gives a, a very apologetic nod to the gnomes at the table. She's, I wave she's, politely she's, at the gnomes. I do apologize. Obviously, this is not normal. These are... We don't know what's going on. If you'll let me indulge them for just one more moment, I'm sure that it's something that can be resolved quickly. Yes, quickly would be great. So she 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 goes, let me see. And she opens it up and she goes, are you serious? Indeed. Where did you get this? We retrieved it. We rescued it. Yeah. From... From the bad guys. From the bandit camp. Yes. The from band- the, we we uh, <laughs> we rescued it from the bandit camp. Yes, we retrieved it from from no no good bad doers. Dirty scoundrels. Yeah, dirty, dirty rotten scoundrels. scoundrels. Okay. So you can see she definitely has taken you a little more serious now. Um, she she just she says, "Give me one moment." She politely excuses herself from the du- from the gnome. She says, something has come up. I must excuse myself. And she says, follow me, you two. Are we anywhere near her, the food plate that she has abandoned? <laughs> I mean, you're kind of standing right next to her, but... Like... Well, after she turns her back and before we go, I'm just gonna, like, snag, like, a roll or something off the edge of her plate. Yes, the gnomes look at you eyingly, not understanding what's going on, but they, they're like okay she's kind of weird yeah that's okay uh, but she takes you upstairs to a private booth ooh yeah, fancy uh, and she you can tell she is deeply concerned she says do you know what you have that's uh, really more his purview <laughs> yes it's a crown so she, exactly <laughs> so, uh, an important so she, crown she, she, she takes it out and, and begins to look at it and examine it closely. And she goes, there is very, very dark magic attached to this item. Oh, well, we missed out on the very part, but the captain definitely said that something, some sort of hanky-panky was happening. It, it, it has been infused with a, uh, with a type of mind control. Ooh. Can you remove it? It would take time, and it will not be easy. We will have to venture into the forest Ooh, the forest we just came from the forest yeah well good talking times. about deeper <laughs> in uh, both of you make perception checks for me real quick after you Ooh. 18 Ooh. oh natural one okay oh. so you're you're kind of caught up in what she's saying but Ian starts to look around and he notices figures moving 
towards you guys. Uh-oh. Hooded figures. Uh, <laughs> I will call out halt. Who goes there? Uh, and, uh, this moment. Uh, oh. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> not good for them or us. Uh, I don't know. So, as you say this, I a, a crossbow bolt hits the table right in front of you. Uh, as you see one brandishing a crossbow from across the way. And it... You see a glimmer of the same kind of eyes you saw in, in your female who gave you the crown. Hello. And that's where we're going to stop. What? <laughs> Dude. Seriously. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. Ah! That, that's just, Sorry, that's probably much too loud. But, uh, that, uh, yeah, that, that was, that was, uh, that's where we're going to end today's session. You gotta be kidding me, man. <laughs> what? It's called drama. Drama. <laughs> Fingers much? Yeah, hooking, the, hooking the audience, right, Joseph? We're, we're yeah. hooking the audience. She's yes. like, you can't stop there. And I'm like... Hooked on phonics. Hooked on phonics. All right. Uh, you want to do that? Let's do phonics. the wrap-up real quick. Um, so, first of all, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Um, yes, thank you, thank, Aaron. Thank Aaron for oh, being for on having and having fun with us. And um, also, thank you to uh, Bookshop Media for helping us put this thing together and presenting it. Mm-hmm. The most should, excellent, Joseph. If you, if you are not familiar with them, you should go over to bookshopmedia.com. Check them out. They have a new podcast out now. Uh, Neighbors and Wanderers. That one. <laughs> I, I was trying to remember the name because it's brand new. I haven't actually, I haven't actually uh, memorized the name yet. But it's Neighbors and Wanderers. It's stories you've never heard from people you may know. Is that correct? May know. This one says people you know. <laughs> but uh, it, 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 it's a very good one. Uh, they, they have uh, the first episode was so good. You should go check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Reformation Brewery. Reformation Brewery. And they have more, on the, more already slated down the line. So that's going to be fantastic. Super so cool. We are super excited for them and super excited to be part of the Bookshop Media family. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, uh, where can they find you, Aaron? Because we mentioned your Twitch stream and stuff. Yeah. Uh, my handle is Lady Nerdbird, so if you just go to twitch.tv slash Lady Nerdbird, you can find me on there. I, I don't always post regularly, but um, I do always stream our games, which are about every three weeks, give or take some mm-hmm. scheduling. Sweet. Uh, so if you want to check out what our D&D game looks like and see all the different apps uh, that we use, you can go and check us out there. Yeah. Cool. Thank Excellent. you. Sounds good. Um, Until next time. Huzzah! Huzzah! Huzzah!